2: this is Cordeschi and Coit. Call the
0: show Kick
2: at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI.
0: All right, welcome back to Cordeschi and Coit and WEEI at this special time on this Saturday morning. Nick and I will be back to our regular 7 to 9 a.m. slot next Saturday Right now, joining us here at the Pizzatola Sports Center on the campus of Brown University, where we are broadcasting from, we have the head coach of the Brown men's basketball team who is getting his team ready for a big home game today at 2 against the Cornell Big Red, Mike Martin. Coach, how are you?
3: Scott, I am great. What better place to be here okay. in Pizzatola Love talking it. hoops with you and Nick?
0: Can't wait for the game. It's be fun. But, but before we get to that, born and raised in New England, mm-hmm. right? Western Massachusetts, Patriots fan. Your thoughts on everything that's gone down. Bill Belichick no longer here. Gerard Mayo, as a Patriots fan, how do you feel about all this?
3: I'm just excited for Brady to lead uh, Mayo in the new team next year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a Brady guy through and through, but, no, I yeah. think. Uh, he was a high school quarterback, too. So oh, yeah. It's okay. understandable. Yeah, right. <laughs> I uh, we, We've been spoiled for so long here, totally. guys, right, being able to watch the caliber and quality of team that we saw for 20 years with Belichick and Brady and uh, – it is finally uh, it's finally done, right? It's uh yeah. it's a little bit sad, right? Uh I, I was uh it was unfortunate to see Brady uh leave and now Belichick's gone. Uh and uh like Brady, it seems like Belichick is not done. Uh looks no. like he's got life after New England.
0: You know you know what's funny too, like Brady there didn't appear to be a big market for Belichick. Atlanta seems to be the only suitor. And if you remember when Brady was a free agent, it was only the Chargers and Buccaneers. Strange, right, right? for for two guys that are just considered the absolute best at what they do that the market is seemingly so small.
2: Guys, I got to tell you, I am so disappointed that Jerry Jones stuck <laughs> with Mike McCarthy. If Belichick went to Dallas, it would have been just beautiful theater, the two of them going back and forth like, ah. Uh. I wanted it so badly, but look, if it's Atlanta, it's Atlanta. That's yep. where his opportunity is. That's where his opportunity is. I would have
3: loved to see him in Dallas too. Just, oh. so, just so closet Cowboys fan, TJ Sorentine, we could have uh, had fun with him. <laughs> so
0: one other thing too, and you bring up Brady and there is no disputing his greatness. I mean, the best of all time, but Bob Kraft said during the press conference, he talked about how, you know, he loves continuity in all of his businesses. And he said, you know, over the whatever it is, 30-some-odd years I've owned the team, we've only had a few coaches. Like, you know, it's averages like every whatever, 8, 10 years, whatever. Right. He said the average NFL team changes coaches like every three or four years, whatever that number is. He talked about all the coaches that have been hired since Belichick's been here. But if you look at it deeper, as much as we say Belichick deserves – I mean, owes a lot of his credit to Tom Brady. You can say the same thing about Bob Kraft because if you take out the Tom Brady years, mm-hmm. Bob Kraft has gone through four coaches in ten or eleven years, so less than the league average of changing like every four years, right? He he went from Parcells to Carroll to Belichick and now to Mayo. So when Brady wasn't in the picture, there wasn't exactly this wasn't exactly the model franchise or a franchise that was you know completely stable, if you will.
3: Well, and, and you just hope for, for Gerard Mayo as he takes over, that they give him the time and they give him the opportunity. Right. Um, you know, uh, we're all better as coaches when you have uh, belief and support and time. Um, yep. And I, I would hope that uh, Gerard gets that continuity.
2: Well, let me ask you this, Mike, because I think one thing that I think will work in, in Gerard's favor is the fact that his whole professional football life as a player and now on the coaching staff and as a head coach has been spent with that organization you're a brown university alum you were a player here you took over as the co-chair how much does it help when you go to a place that you have institutional knowledge you know the people you know how things are run you know the facilities like how much does that help you in terms
3: of sort of building up a program yeah i, I couldn't uh, agree more nick i think uh you know that that he's got a he's got a leg up already. He doesn't have to move. He doesn't have to you know figure out his commute. He doesn't have to figure out you know the inner workings of uh, the Patriot organization in office. Uh, you know just like you know when I when I took over here, uh, I had great familiarity with the campus and the city and the people and uh, you know our fans and our our donors, our alumni. Uh, uh, I think that's a huge advantage. There's so much there's so much transition when you go from. Uh, a support role, an assistant coaching role, coordinator role in the NFL. Uh, to now, you're calling the shots and you're managing everyone and everything. And uh, uh, the the less transition outside of the job, the better, I think.
0: All right, coach. Now we are in Ivy play. Your team coming off a terrific win up in Boston against Harvard on Monday. And the Ivy League, it's, it's the beauty about the Ivy League is it's a true round robin. 14 games, you play each opponent in your conference, home and away one-and-one uh, one heading into what is another big game, right? They're all big in the Ivy League, They're aren't they? Big. When you're yeah. trying to get to the top four. And you only have
3: 14. It's not like the Big East, you have 20. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like every game is so magnified because there's only 14 of them.
0: Yeah, And you played two good games against this team last year. You played very well against this team here. Beat them at Brown. Up there, it was a tight game. You didn't have one of your better players for that game, unfortunately, Dan Friday. But you lost. year before, I think it was buzzer beaters in both buildings, right? I think they beat – Brown on a buzzer beater here and you won with uh Jalen Gainey. or was it yeah Yeah, Yeah, up uh, up in Ithaca so tell us about today's matchup with the big red
3: yeah well if you like high scoring I think today's your game um we're gonna we're not gonna back down from playing uh, a little faster tempo than we normally do I think you have to do that against Cornell I think you have to attack their pressure to score uh they press and trap for 40 minutes uh they play the fastest pace in our league and one of the top Five fastest offenses in the entire country. They are lethal in transition. Uh, They're the number one two-point field goal percentage shooting team in the country. Uh, And a big reason why they're number one is because they get so many easy ones early, and then they have five guys who can shoot the three. So you know you have to guard the three because they can go and make 14 threes in a game like they did the other day against Penn. But then. You can't just guard the three because now all of a sudden they're getting downhill and they're getting easy ones at the basket. So huge test for our defense today uh, against a really good team, and uh, you know we've got to uh, we've got to protect our home court, Scott. Um, we've already lost one at home against Yale. Obviously Yale's a terrific team, but so is Cornell. We've got to we've got to protect our home court today.
2: What did you like about what you saw with with the Harvard game, particularly you know coming out? You, you build a big lead there. It seemed like your front court was really really going. Nana had a really, really great day there up at Harvard.
3: Yeah, I thought our defense was terrific, Nick. I thought our offensive execution was good. We scored in the transition. We scored in the half court. Uh, I agree. I thought our front court dominated the game, not just Nana, all four of them, right? Nana, Kalu, Malachi, and Landon were terrific in limited minutes off the bench. And that's got to be the strength of our team. Our identities, our defense, and I think our rebounding and, and versatility in the front court um, you know, should be uh, able to uh, you know, really... Be significant in our league you know in terms of an advantage against teams so um you know i, I was really pleased i thought Kino, obviously and felix and aaron everyone who played played well but uh, uh i thought our front court was outstanding
0: mike for people listening that may be unfamiliar with your program or your team you have i would argue one of the best players in all of college basketball and Kino lilly jr what makes him so special in your eyes uh
3: he can make the really difficult shots look easy he can make them at a uh efficient uh clip Um, his combination of speed and skill is as good as probably anyone I've been around Um, and he's just as steady uh, and coachable as they come he shows up every day Uh, he's ready to learn he's ready to put in the work he is Uh, As good as he is, he's always receptive to new ideas and new things to try to uh, make him stay ahead of the curve, right, because everyone's focused on him. But you look at his growth each year, he's gotten better. He's taken steps. Uh, He's he's starting to become that much more efficient this year as the rest of his team in our offense has gotten better I think earlier in the year we were relying on him too much and he was taking probably too many hard shots trying to bail us out he can do that uh, but we can't rely on that so uh, he's just a terrific talent Um, he he can obviously you know when others create shots for him he's lethal but he's just as good as creating shots for himself and his teammates so uh, we're gonna put a lot on his shoulders today this game today here
2: at the Pizzatola Center, there's a. Lot, it was like a long list. I think I saw on Instagram of some of the promos that they're doing today. But the big thing is, it's a Pink Out game, and and obviously you're a guy, Mike, that is involved with coaches versus cancer, and you know, bring awareness to it and the battle against cancer. So when you have a game like this where there's an initiative you know everybody's wearing pink they're they're th- showing the awareness support you know how much does that mean to you especially with how involved you are with the uh, with the fight against the, the disease
3: yeah super appreciative of our marketing department and our people who work so hard behind the scenes to uh put out the product that you'll see here today um you know obviously cancer is something that has impacted all of us uh and it's uh you know, we've made amazing progress, right, um as a as a as a world, right? Just with all the breakthroughs and uh technologies uh to overcome, you know, people who've been uh you know, stricken with the disease. But then until there's a hundred percent survivor rate rate, we still have work to be done and uh you know, anything we can do here in this small uh pocket of the globe to raise awareness and funds, uh is uh is something we take very seriously just fair warning
2: halftime when you walk over uh hopefully you've you've got a lead mike uh i don't i hope i don't blind you or i don't look like craig Sager when you're walking over for the halftime interview i got something i'm wearing today a pink jacket may or may not be that that color or that shade so just you know i i finally this time i saw that it was going to be the promo whatever when they had the ugly sweater game and monique and her staff were in the ugly sweaters i'm like god man i should (laughs) have worn something meanwhile i'm wearing like black and gray i'm like wow Bah humbug. That's well,
3: nice. You, I'm, you, 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 uh, you've got me worried now because my staff is ready to wear black and gray today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it'll be the Brown Bears and the Cornell Big Red. 2 o'clock this afternoon here in Providence at Brown University's Pizzatola Sports Center. Uh, you can catch the game on ESPN Plus and R2 Ugly Mugs. But better yet, if you're in the area, this is going to be a great game. Come down to the arena. Two o'clock start, Brown-Cornell here at the pits. Tickets are available. Yeah, Friars are off. Ram, yep. Rams, Rams are, are on the road.
3: So let's go. Rhode Island's the best state in the country for college basketball. Come support the Bears. Let's Amen. do it. Welcome. Coach, good luck today. Thank you, guys. Thanks, right. Mike.
0: That is Mike Martin, the head coach of the Brown Bears, with us. We'll take a timeout when we come back. I will now let you know what my thoughts are on Gerard Mayo's introductory press conference. We'll do that all when right. we come back. Hour number one of the books, hour number two of Cordishian and Koi, coming up next on Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
1: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.